This program is a paid commercial announcement from Jacob Media Partners and does not reflect the views of WPHT or its management. The International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers, Local Union 98, is a proud sponsor of The Labor Show with J. Doc and Krause every Saturday night from 6 to 8 p.m. IBEW Local 98's highly trained and superbly skilled electricians are the best in the business, setting the highest safety standards in the electrical industry. So when you're planning your next industrial, commercial, or residential project, choose an IBEW Local 98 union contractor. Learn more at IBEW98.org. Now on Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, WPHT, HD, WOGL, HD3, Philadelphia, The Labor Show. Doc and Krause. If we don't move in our own direction, we're going to become extinct. In fact, in some cases, we're close to being extinct right now. Presented by the law offices of Pond, Lee Hockey, Giordano. Talk, listen, and speak to the region's most influential leaders. This is a special edition of The Labor Show with J. Doc, Krause, and John Doherty. Now we're number two of The Labor Show with J. Doc and Krause. This is... The John Doherty Hour as we come to you on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Doc, a good Saturday night to you, sir. Welcome in. Uh, great to be back on the air with you. Great to be live. Uh, big agenda of con- of topics to cover tonight, but I do want to say welcome back in, sir. Thanks. It's a pleasure having you back. You left me with J-Doc by myself. Oh, come on. Oh, I thought we, our ratings were never higher, John. Come on. <laughs> All I know is I got a text last week after post-show. You know how J-Doc likes to do the post-show convo. I got a text last week, John, after the show, and he said, Krause, we don't need you for the next week either, so we're good. <laughs> I think... Joe, I think he said it during the show. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Oh, I, I, no, I didn't say that. I said, I said, Krause, who? Uh, yeah, that's, okay. what, that's what I said. Yeah. We got, by the way, so many great letters on that, but we'll talk about that later. <laughs> yeah. uh, John, I don't know if you got an opportunity. Um, first, I want to thank Jimmy Snow for giving me kind of a crash course on RINs uh, because they're very difficult um, uh, earlier today, and so which which made the. The, the, the previous hour, a phenomenal. It's a, a major, major crisis across the country. And, John, you, you um, uh, co-endorsed a letter uh, on that issue, um, supporting, obviously, our energy sector and our refinery sector. Uh, talk about that, because, obviously, there is a, a lot going on there. Well, the one thing I'm very proud of, I told you, is that, you know, the good part about being in the Philadelphia building trades and being the business manager of the Philadelphia Building Trades is that I'm surrounded by about 25 unbelievably talented leaders. And Jimmy Snell and John Bland, you've heard me say this week after week, you know, we're in office a week or so. We had the Philadelphia refinery blow up on us. Then we had the sale. And then we had the misperception that we were going to try to do some energy there. Okay, then we had the sale to an outfit that had no interest in doing anything. And now, you know, we're taking a look at places like Monroe Energy's trainer refinery. It's one of the last three large refineries on the East Coast. We used to have 12 to 15. Now we're down to three. Okay, so, you know, Bland and Snell live and die this. They've educated me. Now, the good news is, is that it's made me really do my homework. And over the last two or three years, I've become, you know, pretty well versed in this. And I've done enough arguing from the White House to the State House. And the letters that we penned, 
you know, one of the letters that I wrote, I was really pleased with because in it, I not only said, you know, the, the, the things that we discuss, but I talked about the actual cost factor in a rent. And it's funny about it. I guess that's about two months ago we, we put that out. And it's funny. It's, we've been, of course, Senator Casey, you know, came on board. Of course, the Wall Street Journal came on board. Everybody's saying that, you know, $1.86 for rents is not where it should be. It's going to put these people out of business. We're going to have no legitimate fossil fuel industry. It should be someplace around 36 to 46 cents like it was years ago. Okay, that's where it should be. You know, people are gouging people. It's become a way. And it costs our refineries, you know, it's like 80% of their cost factor. You know, during the, during the pandemic, it wasn't maintaining the manpower. It wasn't upgrading the construction. It was the rinse factor that was costing them all the money. So, you know, it's a, all you had to do was see the Colonial Pipeline, you know, and the, all you had to do was take a look at the price of gas to realize that, you know, we need these refineries. But, again, I've also been at the, one of the loudest advocates for alternate energy. And I yeah, said John, that it's coming. Yeah, having said that, like, like the congressman said, uh, Congressman Norcross, uh, educating, you know, when I, you know, I asked him, you know, what his um, – uh, you know, the fellow congressmen and, and women, at, at, you know, what's their reaction and what's their position on it? And his answer was, we're still educating them. I mean, these are complicated issues uh, and trying to get everybody up to speed, including the general public. And somehow, you know, you, you have the environmental movement uh, jumping on this like it's some, like it's uh, some sort of a um, an angle, you know, to, to, to um, not to fight renewables. And nothing could be further from the truth. How do we educate everybody on this issue? Because, uh, you know, like I said, I, Jimmy Snow gave me a crash course on the RINs earlier today. I know they're potentially devastating our country to the point where it's, it's putting our national security in jeopardy. How do, we talk, how do we get the word out and educate people? Well, there's not enough J-Docs and Krauses on the radio. Okay, and I say that. Look, you know, you, you've had... Tons of pundits. You get you got some really good people, you know, that get the message across, but they don't really investigate. They take the, the, the white sheets and they take the bylines and, and they run with that. You guys understand what it means. You know how many times, okay, I've heard one of you talk about how many jobs for every one job. This is the Pennsylvania Department of Labor, and the federal government has the same thing, Okay. For every single refinery job, okay, it supports about 18 jobs in that surrounding region. Try to find something else that does that, that pays these type of wages. Okay, so for every guy that goes to work, there's about 18 other jobs created. So keep it from an economy perspective. Keep it from a, a middle-class perspective. These jobs allow people okay, to take their two weeks vacation, to go to North Wildwood, to go to Seattle. It allows them to stay home an extra day or two during the Christmas holidays, especially if they have kids so they can spend their mornings open up gifts. It allows them to invite other people over for Thanksgiving. It allows them to give out candy on Halloween for the whole block, just not their people and their family or the people that their kids know. It allows them to have their kids play sports in the boys' clubs and girls' clubs in the neighborhoods. So this is a big deal as it pertains to the middle class that we live in. 
It's interesting, John, because um, I don't understand. Well, 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 but I, I, I sit. I lit. I'm playing back the first hour of the show tonight. Then John hits it on the bullseye. It's 186. Rins is 186. It should be 46. The staggering amount of money that 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 but, it's costing the refineries. Right, it should be a no-brainer. We're, 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 we're killing ourselves. But, but why at, are we? Why? why? I don't our, understand at, it. At our own hand. Well, why? Because of because of three or four powerful people in the Midwest that deal in the corn industry. Okay, and Grassley's at the top. He's a boss, man. He's the guy that runs this. And again, you know, we we if you remember, we had Ted Cruz in town. Think about that. I mean, what the hell would you have the phone up in building trades? And Ted Cruz, okay, ever do this together? Well, we fought the Rins factor, okay, and that we needed someone at that level to challenge, you know, the Senate. Let them know that, you know, hey, the court industry was leaving us, you know, uh, really weak, you know, from a uh, from a uh, a perspective that we were going to start getting ore product from overseas, from Russia, from India, from China. Well, it's interesting, though, John, because what the national security issues, uh, the congressman said earlier, we could be, you know, God forbid we go to war with somebody who's controlling our energy interests because we gave it to them and, and it was our own issue. But one of the things we talk about education, one of the main problems is, uh, and, you know, environmentalists who, who many have, you know, the, you know, the right, you know, intentions, but they don't, many of them. Probably most of them, and even people that you know are in the middle and on the right, don't understand that Joe, how how many pro, how many Joe, products Joe, we use today. The world's paralyzed by politics, buddy. It's paralyzed, not only literally but figuratively. Black and white dominate every issue. Okay, what happens is that they take this issue, okay, and they sell it as if it's the end of the world. Okay, people have no idea. Liquid natural gas. Okay, you mentioned that there might be a tanker going through your neighborhood. The whole neighborhood's up in arms because 10 people sit at the top of the step for political reasons and scream. Right. We haven't had, we've had gasoline trucks. But you remember when you were a kid, you had two and three trucks on your street filling up the heating oil in your basement. Yep. I yep. mean, you had, you had people barbecuing across the street from the truck. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know. Right. Listen, it, everything was done outside. Right. You know, we laugh. You, you know, you're, you're you're playing wiffle ball. You, you got a you got a basketball. You got a a, a milk cart up on the wall. I, I shot into a milk cart for about three years. Okay, a basketball. But that's just the world we live in, and you have to understand it's not changing right away. You know, and politics have consequences. I mean, elections have consequences. Politics has consequences, and in some cases. You know, politics isn't always good. And in the case as it, it pertains to energy, there's a tremendous amount of job opportunities. There's a middle class at stake. And there's a lot of, you know, national interest here. And nobody understands that better right now in our world than Congressman Norcross. Man, the man is all over the place. You know, uh, we have, we're very lucky. And again, you know, he's a fellow IBEW brother. Okay, I've worked hand-in-hand with him on IBEW issues, you know, 20 years ago. Okay, he's an unbelievably talented representative of that side of the river. His fingerprints are all over the revitalization of Camden and the Cooper Health System, which is an unbelievably, you know, a great hospital. Okay, he's all over that. 
I'm lucky on this side of the river, you know, you, from one side to the other, you know what I think of Brendan Boyle. I actually talked to the congressman today. I talked to Connor Strong, yes, I, Connor yesterday. We have really good, talented congressional people who reach out to us, who reach out to our neighborhoods to find out what the heck we need and how we can make them grow. So on one hand, they protect us nationally. Another hand, locally, they understand that you have to be uh, perceived well at home also. You know, you, you mentioned two congressmen there, so important to us. Ironically, uh, you know, they're part of us. Uh, like you mentioned, um, the congressman Norcross was an electrician. I think he's still a, a card-carrying electrician. Uh, Absolutely. And, 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 and you talk, and you talk, and you talk about Brendan Boyle uh, from Albany. Uh, certainly, uh, parents with roots in the neighborhood, and just like you always say, the best way to never forget where you came from is to never leave. And so, that's why we have such great relationships because you know, with them and and they us because they never forgot where they came from. They're representing their constituents, not just. Uh, you know, the the big corporations. J-Doc, did you do the show last week in my absence without taking a commercial break? Do you realize you just blew no. through the commercial break? Well, I took a shot. Too. All right. Sorry, buddy. We'll take our first commercial break <laughs> on the John Doherty Hour on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. We're back in a moment. Portions of tonight's edition of The Labor Show are sponsored by Plumbers Local 690, Sheet Metal Workers Local 19, Iron Workers Local 401, and SEIU Local 32BJ, District 1201. This whole nonsense about not giving workers the right to organize with so-called right to work, that's bad. Something like that comes to my desk, I'll be to it, not just because I'm a Democrat, not just because I'm pro-labor, but because I know for a fact that's not very smart. This is the John Doherty Hour as we come to you on The Labor Show with J-Doc and Krause, live on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Uh, I will say this, John, as I transition over to the, uh, uh, to the, main, host of the, <laughs> to the main host of the show. He's talking about um, me. I will, I, I will say this. Um, the Saturday night 7P to 8P, in all seriousness, just to be very candid very uh, and very direct about the 7 to 8 p.m. hour of this show. Um, very, very powerful in terms of the number of, of people around the Delaware Valley tuning in. And I say that off of the continuing escalating numbers that come out every month. We're, we're rated by Nielsen ratings uh, every month, and this uh, second hour of the two-hour show um, has been really powerful, John, and I thank you for being part of, the, uh, part of doing this every week. Well, John, he, before you go on, John, he just informed me that it wasn't because of me. I just want you to know that, and I'm, I'm taking it pretty bad, but go ahead. <laughs> hey, just so you guys know. There's such a need for what we do on this radio show. No, we don't get paid. You know, in fact, we, we used to enjoy spending money on the best of South Philly to bring food to each event, to each taping, you know, to each live show. Right. This, this, is, this is needed. I mean, there's so many topics each week. Last week, Joe, myself and Jay Doc, we were joking. The, the hour flew. You know, you keep a little discipline on the show, but I, and I was pumped up last week. He was pumped up. We just kept going at it. There could have been another two hours worth of conversation. And God forbid if we had, uh, you know, we, had, we took a call or two, we'd never get off the air. There's right. that many people who work, and I'm also blown away. 
you know, we, we never look at it this way, but remember my good friend Frank Luigi, and we were joking about the Buffalo Chicken Pizza. And oh, I yeah. talked about, he's a 13th and Tasker, he has great food, Buffalo Chicken Pizza. I would bring it in, you know, a couple of years ago, and, and I used to brag about that he doesn't, the chicken cutlet that's on the pizza is cooked fresh each night. Nothing in a freezer. He holds it to the side. He told me he had 48 pizzas. Okay, that one weekend over his norm, he had a cook. And I and just think about that. So if people heard us talking about it, you know, at least 48 people went and bought an extra pizza that had where he somehow either listening to us or had somebody who was listening to us say, "Hey, you want to try this pizza?" You know, Joe Krause and Johnny and them guys said it was good. I mean, so it's little things like that, and that's what I enjoy, and that's why we do it, and it's a Saturday night, and it's going to be the summer, and I've had at least 10 people in the last week say, you're on this week, you're through the summer? I said, yeah. And the guy said, joking me. He said, obviously, I'm not a pool of listening to you, you know? Yeah, I mean, it's so much fun, but, you know, we also get to address some serious issues, and it's important uh uh, you know, to deal with, and I love, uh, you know, this hour is great also uh, because we get to talk about it from the, from the horse's mouth. And one of those issues, John, uh, is, is uh, in Philly voice right now, uh, the Delco contractor that, that is paying $50,000 to resolve a claim over a Buy American preference for the 30th Street station renovation. Talk about that because that's front page news, man. Hey, I'm clear. What I want you to do is I want you guys, and I want everybody listening, to close your eyes, okay? I want you to let me play the scenario out. An electrical contractor who's had one or two issues in the past, okay, willingly bids on a job at Amtrak, 30th Street Station, and he goes to a pre-job where it's notified that you're going to need to install all American-made product. Okay, then he goes through a willful bid process and he buys Chinese-made product. (laughs) Then he sends Chinese-made product to the job site. Okay, and it's installed. Okay, and then it's improperly tagged. Okay. Whoa. Now, his name is Doherty Electric, okay, instead of Westcott Electric. He gets a story. He probably gets the U.S. attorney, okay, to say how he was ripping off the people. He was putting product up in a public, uh, a place that has 30,000 people walk through, okay, and then they recommend jail time. And he probably gets fined the cost of the job which is a couple million dollars. So let me turn, have you open your eyes, and now I want to let you know it's Westcott Electric from Chester, who's had history and run-ins, and the fact that it was pointed out by Local 98 and a gentleman by the name of Bobby Bowen, okay, that it was Chinese-made product, he picked it up on his own, being down there, okay, and visiting the job site, and understanding that that was a requirement. Okay, somehow it, it gets kicked up all the way again, you know, to the Department of Transportation, Department of Energy, and winds on the de- desk of the U.S. Attorney. Okay, so here is the comment. 
okay, the, you know, acting U.S. attorney said, Westcott was prompt in its cooperation with the investigators and has put stronger compliance in place, and the issue will be decided with $54,000 to resolve the claim. Think about that. For $54,000, because it says, quote-unquote, he agreed, he willfully purchased it. He was at both these meetings. He installed it, and he has to take it down. Probably going to cost him a million dollars to redo it. But if that, so you cannot say there's two sets of standards, okay, when it comes to specific contractors versus union contractors and specific people and people like myself, okay? I mean, there's a separate set, okay? But again, I just want to let people know, look, if that was a union contractor, the next $400 million dollars, at this location will be installed by Gilbane and it will be a 100% union product and everything on it will use American made product. And president Biden was there a couple weeks ago and gave a tremendous speech and we won't let them down and we'll bring that project in on time. It'll be safe. It'll be done by the book, done by the rules, done by the pre-job. You know, I got a lawyer, so Henry Hockheimer, who has kept me kind of quiet for a better part of the last 20 years. But if you can't see, there is one set of rules for us when it comes to government. Okay. Remember, we sent 16 boxes of major violations, buying green cards, people running off the job, video of people running off the job. Okay, unbelievable wage issues, all kind of safety issues, a full-fledged hour video of people working on a job and not being allowed to leave and having to urinate in a bucket, and the bucket staying on a job site without one formal return call. Now we have a labor issue, okay, that turned into a really sad altercation, but with six months of previous issues and it turns into a federal crime come on guys read the, read the article i'm reading the article willfully he willfully installed a product that was deemed not proper for that it could have been a safety issue it could have shut down a system we don't know i mean if, listen if the guy's flagrantly cut that type of corner you know he's violating the wages and standards i guarantee you he's violating the wages and standards I mean, it flat out says... Classifying people? Uh, absolutely. And it flat out says companies that contract with Amtrak down at 30th Street Station are, are you know, it's a federal, uh, you know, there's federal grants involved in the business. Uh, the, the, they're responsible for complying with the federal preference for the American-made parts uh, in these types of projects. Um, and, and so, and, and if they if they want to use any other, uh, if they want to, you know... If they Did wanna, the contractor... If they want to say it was American and, no, and use Chinese no, they, or just deliberately ordered parts that were non-American and didn't care. Well, they're, they're supposed to, if they want to. A little them, of both, Joe, a little of both. A, a little of both. Amazing. But the point is they're supposed to get a waiver uh, if they want to source parts from different uh, parts of the world besides. Well, he obviously didn't do a waiver. But the, but the point Listen, is, is, is this contract going to be able to. I'm shocked they even reacted to it because Local 98 submitted the claim. 
is so flagrant they had to react to it. John, okay. John, is that contractor going to be able to work on federal jobs again, or is that fifty thousand dollars wiped the slate clean for them? Yeah, wipes the slate clean, Joe. Just incredible. Uh, you know, why even have the regulations if that's if that's what it's about? We're talking about jobs that are federal jobs. Uh, you know, it's a historic uh, building. Uh, you know, it's in. Uh, you know, you're you're, you're talking you're the renovation project at thirty. What was that? What's the what's what's the uh, what's the bid, John? What was the what was the cost for the contractor to do the job? It's a five million dollar job, a ten million. Well, there's a lot of there's a lot of different parts to go with this because there's in federal work, especially things like this. Amtrak, there's all type of addendums, and you come across a lot of differences. And it depends what you're shutting down. You might, you know, while you're shutting something down, you might upgrade another system too. So it changes. But my understanding is, is that it was over a million dollars that renovation of it, okay, of the the Chinese product. So it's a significant portion. It's a significant job. Okay, but you cannot tell me it was done with the complete knowledge that it was in violation of what the bid document called for. Okay, and the fact that they got fined $50,000, $50,000 to an electrical contractor on this job, okay, he probably ran down and paid it, okay, the minute they said it. It's like a parking ticket. That's unbelievable. It says the project... Well, no, my, my point is there's just two sets of standards, and there has been... And people are starting to pay attention to it. People are starting to realize that, you know, the nonsense that, you know, I personally go through is ridiculous. It's, you know? It is ridiculous. And, and, and it, it's, it says 30th Street Station was funded by a grant from the U.S. Department of Transportation. Let's take it a step farther. They're purchasing uh, products that were likely made with slave labor in China, okay? And mm-hmm. they're undercutting uh, our American workers. It's a... It's a you know, it's a buy American, uh, you know, type of job. It's, a, you know, you're, you're talking about supporting other American jobs. The uh, guy you know, intentionally used non-American product when he knew it was supposed to be American product. And it's a slap on the hand of 50 G's. I mean, at the end of the day, if my eyes are still closed and I didn't open them to continue this conversation, I'm saying WTF. I don't understand. That doesn't make any sense. Well, 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 this wasn't one job. Even here in the tainted response, it says it was made Chinese made parts were used during the fire sprinkler installation and other renovation jobs at the station. As I told you, these things grow. You know, something you could be down there for one job and wind up leaving seven years later. And our people understand that. Okay? And the fact that he willfully, intentionally, you know, violated a federal requirement. Okay? I'm not going to get in there. And listen, I told you, Henry tells me all the time, try to avoid the conversation. But it's difficult. Okay? And that's why, like I told you, I, you know, I don't usually get into my business, but I wanted a speedy trial five years ago. Okay, so we can honestly start to show exactly what, you know, look, wait a minute here. When we get into Children's Hospital, you're going to laugh when we get to that claim. You know, that, uh, that part, wait till you realize I got a letter from 10 years before that with them thanking me for challenging the safety input and the, the, the L&I requirements and all the other requirements that were being skipped over, like permits and stuff. And then 12 years later, it becomes a federal law. I mean, a federal uh, crime. 
Come on, it's ridiculous. The whole thing's ridiculous, and that article's ridiculous. John, before we go to break, let's I want to give... something. Let's move on to something good. Yeah, no, okay? I just want to give that contractor a nice shout out, so you know, so everybody knows, you know, uh, Westcott Electric Company, uh, mm-hmm. what they did. So I just wanted to make sure. Phillyvoice.com. You can read all of it. We'll get to a commercial break here on the John Doherty Hour on Talk Radio twelve ten. WPHT. We're back in a moment. Portions of tonight's edition of The Labor Show are sponsored by Sprinkler Fitters Local 692, Iron Workers Local 405, and Steam Fitters Local 420. We're going to try to work with Republicans in a bipartisan way to find solutions to what really is not working. And back here live on the John Doherty Hour as we come to you live on a Saturday night here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. We're in uh, right in the middle, Jay Doc. We're 40 minutes into the second hour. It always does move along uh, quickly. This is the John Doherty Hour. Yeah, and John, um, you know, speaking of jobs, obviously there there was a um, was a decision not to to, to uh, by the Montgomery County uh, commissioners. Uh, not to issue a, a project labor agreement for the $415 million Justice, Justice Center project. Talk about that, because it was kind of shocking. Yeah, actually, it caught everyone off guard. Because, you know, under normal circumstances, you have you know a board that has uh, a majority Democrat and two people who are usually sympathetic to, you know, the construction industry in, in Philadelphia and the suburbs, because we employ kids from their neighborhoods. We pay taxes. We are part of the fabric of their community. Okay, so in Montgomery County, when it happened, you know, I, I actually put a call in the Ken Lawrence, one of the commissioners, who I've known for years. And I did get a hold of, of Chairwoman Bell Arcouche this week. And, you know, I think that there's just a misrepresentation. You know, I think that they think that some of the bid standards they have in protect them, like a project labor agreement would. So we're going to continue to lobby hard. And they need not look any further than the SCI Phoenix prison. Okay, we had a project labor agreement in place, and then Governor Corbett won an election, and he did away with it, and made every hurdle, you know, uh, that you could have to make it a non-union job. Now, the general contractor was Welsh Sherry out of Pittsburgh in Montgomery County, they, the state absolutely failed to protect the taxpayer dollars. Okay, the prison came online, was delivered two and a half years late, and someplace between 50 and $75 million over budget. That general contractor was signed $23 million by the state for the construction deficiencies as well as the cost overruns. PLA would have prevented all that. Okay, and that's what you know. Okay, because when you don't have the proper documentation, okay, and normally, as I said before, that if you take a look and you had Westcott bring everyone who worked on that job, you would probably realize that everyone that worked on that 30 Street station at some point was misclassified. Okay, if you pulled in this Walsh Sherry out of Pittsburgh, and you went through all their papers, I guarantee there's fraud all over it. Okay? So a PLA would protect them. You know, I don't understand how you're going to have, you know, a a job that large and open it up. And what happens is, without them protections, 
and what people know, you get less. Some of the serious players won't hit it. All you have to do is look at the Philadelphia Convention Center expansion. At the time, it was the largest, still might be, the largest public works product. It came in on time, under budget, and in particular, Local 98, one out of two people were either a veteran, a woman, or a person of color, actually close to 60%. Okay? It was like a 90-some percent Philadelphia uh, resident rate working on that job. And it was all documented properly with certified payroll. Okay, so project labor agreements are not a dirty word. Okay? John, it's explain like that, fossil though. Fuel. Exp- explain what a project labor agreement is to our listener who may not know. A project labor agreement is a set of guidelines that basically says there'll be no work stoppages. There'll be OSHA requirements and, and safety requirements. There'll be collective bargaining agreements will be adopted as the, as the book wall for that job but anybody can bid it. It's not solely out there just for union contractors or open shop contractors. It's for anybody to bid. It's just you have specific set of standards in which you have to work by. And they guarantee taxes will be collected. They guarantee that people will be getting decent wages, pension, and some sort of health care, and 99% of the time, a certified apprentice training program. Not one that says it, that has a piece of paper that trains no one. You know, not to mix apples and oranges, but the, the state stimulus program has been visiting all kind of locations to talk about how the stimulus dollars will be put to use. And I had two speakers. I had Michael Neal. Michael Neal is our apprentice training director. And the president of community college, who's a fine gentleman, was there. But Michael, in his open, opening salvo, said, hey, he went to Southern High. He played sports in a public li- uh, uh, public league. His whole family's from Philadelphia. You know, he got big, big family in South Philadelphia. Brother's a police officer. Okay, and Michael runs our apprentice tro- training program. His other brother, uh, Bobby, who's a post post uh, man. So Michael tells the, the story, and then he looks at the people from and says, "The community college, your guys are giving money to community college." $5 million, and they can't tell you if they created a job. Same thing happens here, okay? Without project labor agreements, okay, without certified apprentice training programs, people show you a piece of paper. They never show you a kid that graduates a four-year program, and they never show you a kid that's got a career. John, when, Where's the common sense? I'm sitting here listening to two stories tonight, and I'm just, like, I'm dumbfounded over what is supposed to happen, should happen, and make sense that that it should happen, and it's completely opposite. And I don't understand. I I, I just don't get it. I don't understand it. What reason did we get that they they chose not to uh, opt for a, a project labor agreement? Or didn't we get one? I mean, why would you well, even want that? I don't even understand. That's well, what I'm saying. All, I'm dumbfounded. But why would you even want? Why would you want? Why would you not want to have one? If I'm a contractor bidding on a job, why would I not want to have one of those? It's John. funny. I I met with. It was you know of course you go from Randall to Corbett. Okay, I met with uh, uh, Tom Corbett at the Bellevue over the specific job. I was representing the IBW at this conference here. And, of course, at the time, you know, Pat Gillespie was our head, 
and our business manager. And in my relationship with Pat was so that I could not speak for Pat, but speak with the knowledge of what Pat would want. So I talked to the governor at the time, and he basically said, I selected to be fair. And I said, you're going to have a problem here, governor. Okay, and at the time, the kid who was his point person only stayed on for about a month for some personal reasons, and we kind of lost conversation. Um, but if you take a look at what happened on that job, you know, it was somewhere between 50 to $75 million over the budget. The GC got fined $23 million. <laughs> it took two and a half years, okay, now to open a prison. So that meant that there were two and a half years of overcost someplace else. You know, they probably rented a hotel. That seems to be the new fad. Okay, when prisons aren't, you know, working well, take the people and, and stick them in a hotel, rent a hotel. Okay, somebody had to absorb that cost too. They're costs that you never see. You know, what did they do for the two and a half years with the expectations that they had there? And why did they build it initially? So, I mean... Look, you got to take a look at these things. The easiest, best way to build is with union workers. The Philadelphia building trades are by far the best building trades in America. We're the best verse. We can have conversations about every topic you bring up here. I'll put John Bland and Jimmy Snell uh, with any spokesman, lobbyist, politico, when it comes to the understanding and what to do to maintain the fossil fuel industry safely. I'll put Ryan Boyer and any of them guys up when it talks about building a road and how to do build a road without stopping traffic. Okay? I'll put Gary Messina and I'll put all the guys when it comes to uh, the new air that we need to put in all these schools. I'll put them and their contractors up against anyone. When it comes to the, the modern world, the wireless world, there's nobody better than the IBW. Why does President Biden continually say but his car charging stations are going to be done by the IBW. Where do you see that test that they make you pass so that you install that stuff? You're going to need to graduate one of our apprenticeship programs. You're talking about a college education, and a, but, but like you said earlier, when, when, when you graduate an apprenticeship program, you have a guaranteed job and a career. That's the difference. Now, uh, I'm not saying don't go to college. Let's um, let's be real. I'm not saying that. But what I'm saying is, uh, when you choose the path of of um, a building trade, uh, when you graduate a, a a school that's funded by the members, not by the government, uh, and and the teachers are the members uh, of the union, you get a college education. Some actually do give you college credits, but you get a guaranteed career. Perception and reality, Jay Doc. It, it, the perception and reality. The reality is, for everything John just stated, that's reality. Perception might not, but perception might be completely opposite, and that's the problem. Well, that's why we got a radio show, and that's why we're educating people. Uh, we'll take hey, our Joe, final... Can I, can I jump in? Oh, you sure. when you come back from break. Yeah, we'll pick we it up right about- when we come back, Doc. Let me get the uh, let me get the, the, to the last break. We'll uh, start right there on the other side. Back in a moment. Portions of tonight's edition of the Labor Show with J. Doc and Krause are presented by DC thirty three, local sixteen thirty seven, News Guild ten, and IBEW local ninety eight. Choose an IBEW local ninety eight union contractor when planning your next project. 
Back here on the John Doherty Hour on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Doc, let me come right to you five minutes until you'll hear the music cue. So we've got about six minutes left in the show. Uh, right back to you, John, to pick it up. Yeah, I just want to jump topics because uh, I just want to let everybody know that uh, there's a, this week, if you paid attention, the Penn Health System, you know, places like uh, the Klein Specter Law Firm who represent people for a living, they both, and remember, you got two very conscientious major players in, in taking care of people have decided that you have to be fully vaccinated to work at their, on their sites or in their office. So it's something that's coming. And it's something you have, you know, and it's probably going to be a condition of employment for a lot of building trade shops. You're going to be fully vaccinated. It's a condition of employment. It's, and there's nothing you can do about it. You know, so I know, you know, some people have been annoyed with me, but I don't get paid uh, to listen. I get paid to lead. Okay. Based on listening. Okay. We are going to do everything in our power to get everybody in the building trades vaccinated. You know, I'm going to have conversations with the five or six people that just refuse to do it. But for us to go to work, we're going to have to. And some, some hot news, the Edward O'Malley Athletic Association, which is closely associated with myself and a few other people over the years, we helped build a baseball field and helped raise money to keep the neighborhood. It's now be pretty synonymous with a successful girls' softball program, which is nationally recognized. But they were using the facility, okay, to distribute the city's vaccinations. We're going to move that the local 98 building at 3rd and Jackson, which will soon be knocked down to build a world-renowned center that'll stay online with Google and Amazon and anything they have. We'll have a local 98 for the whole Philadelphia building trades as well as Philadelphia. But that building at 3rd and Jackson will, will now be taking over the vaccination process for the city at our union hall. And the reasoning is that Edward O'Malley has a great summer camp that people in that neighborhood depend on, they're getting ready for that. But I, there's been a tremendous amount of extra vac- vaccines. I'm going to make sure that everybody in the building trades knows that they can shoot down there any day and get vaccinated. And I want to make sure that I do everything in my power to make sure that everybody who wants to be vaccinated is vaccinated because it is becoming a way of life. It's also becoming a condition of employment. And we're not going to fight it. Okay, we're going to do two things. Okay, we're going to protect our people and protect our job at the same moment. And John, as we get back to work, uh, you know, from the pandemic, um, the building trades has taken the lead really across the country. Uh, the building trades led through the pandemic. No question. Oh, we, Absolutely. And you had mentioned, obviously, um, you know, that you know there will be some pushback. No question. There are some people that are concerned. Uh, you know, to get vaccinated because of uh, health situations. What happens in that situation? Well, we're just going to, listen, we're going to have to get vaccinated to work. And and, and it's, let me tell you, somebody who's had COVID, okay, it's, 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 it's not a game, okay? And I still, I told you, I still have that, that COVID fatigue, okay? I'm still taking all the vitamin Ds and all the zincs and all that stuff. Okay, it's not a joke. You're going to get vaccinated. Hey, I know we got a couple minutes. Normally, I jump around on sports. I got a, a shout out. Yesterday, I walked through the laborers' new apprentice training, pre-apprenticeship training program up on North uh, Broad Street. Amazing! They did a tremendous job. I walked through with the leadership of the laborers. The building is the Sam State and Junior Building. Oh yeah. And what was cool? What was cool about it? Sam, okay, in his nice wisdom, all the, the Ryan Boyers, okay, 
and all the other, you know, Esteban Vera and Jimmy and uh, all the guys that, you know, re- represent the, the, uh, the Neighbors District Council had their names on different rooms. It's really sharp. I'm telling you what, it's going to help kids get into the building trades a lot easier and with better skill sets. It's also going to continue to train the laborers. They did a great job. Mm-hmm. I can't wait that they open it up to the public. And Joe, and, and Joe, you'll appreciate this. You look out the back window and you see from their back ledge, you can see the temple a practice field there, the Astrotokyo. Oh, nice. They're beautiful view. Yeah, and, and, and you know, John... Have, I think the Sixers have to be conscientious. Of, I think that, you know, it's not going to be a cakewalk. I can't understand why the Phillies can't pick up the baseball. Oh, the yeah. Flyers break my heart. And Phil Mickelson had his best 18 holes of golf in a decade in the, in the last two days. So if you like golf, turn that on the mark. I'll tell you that. It's from Kiwi Island. It's uh, Topeka and uh, Mickelson going neck and neck down the wire. No question. And I do want to shout out, uh, obviously, Ryan Bohr and Sam Satan. Uh, Sounds like, J-Duck, we got to go there and do a live show wait, one I of these weeks. I was just thinking it as part of Uh-oh. our union leader wait, tour. Wait, wait, wait. they got a beautiful deck on the roof. We can do it from the roof. I love it. Absolutely. <laughs> Shout out to Sam Staten Jr., who well-deserved. That's going to do it for the John Doherty Hour here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Perception and reality, my friends. Think about that. On behalf of John Doherty, on behalf of J-Doc, on behalf of Phil, who produced everything back in the studio, and all of our listeners tonight, I'm Joe Krause. See you next time, everybody. Portions of tonight's edition of The Labor Show have been sponsored by Sheet Metal Workers Local 19, CWA, Communication Workers of America, and AFSME Local 1739, DC 47. This program is a paid commercial announcement and does not reflect the views of WPHD or its management.